Let's talk about how to lay hold of your healing. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. It says, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 also and sent them two by two, or two and two, before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. So he, he has 70, so he put them in groups of two, and he sent them to 35 different areas where he was going to go. And then he told them this. He said, um, and heal, verse 9, and heal the sick that are there, and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come near unto you. So he sent the 70 out. He gave them delegated authority to heal the sick and to tell them the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Okay? So keep this in mind. Healing is always part of the kingdom of God. Healing is always a sign that the kingdom has come. And the kingdom has come. It's been here for 2,000 years. It's in all of us. And we're in it. And it's expanding. And this kingdom will cover the whole earth. In the book of Revelations, all the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God. All of them. The primary way that people were healed in the ministry of Jesus is that they received healing through faith. On Wednesday night, and what we're doing today, we're giving you a little glimpse of what a Wednesday night service is. They received their healing through faith. So keep that in mind. You know, we see a whole bunch of things. Even, and even when you see when Jesus healed multitudes, if you, if you study and look at those multitudes, they were always multitudes that had been sitting under the sound, sitting under the light, or what we would say, sitting under the preaching of the Word of God. It's really amazing as we look at it. So in Luke chapter 17, in verse 20, it says this. Luke 17, 20, it says, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. So they were demanding him. They're saying, Jesus, tell us, tell us, when is the kingdom of God coming? It says, Jesus answered them and said, the kingdom of God comes not with observation. That means, that Greek word means outward show. The kingdom of God does not come with an outward show. Verse 21, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. In the literal Greek, it, he said, the kingdom of God shall be within you. So, so did you notice the kingdom of God is here, but we can't go, oh my gosh, if you go to Jerusalem, there is a brand new temple that came down out of heaven and, and, it's, and it's there. No, no, no. It's not there or here. It doesn't come with observation. The kingdom of God is in each of God's children. Okay, so keep that in mind. Now remember what we said is when the kingdom comes, it's a, healing is always a sign that it's here. 
Healing is part of the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is within you. So therefore, healing comes from within you. Okay? Keep that in mind. The kingdom of God, which includes healing through Jesus' redemptive work, will be within you. For the believer, healing is from within. Literally, when hands are laid on, the healing power of God will literally come out of my spirit through my hands into that person's body while the healing power of God, because of their faith, is coming out of their spirit into their body. That's always what's happening. It's really amazing. You have the healer on the inside of you. So turn to Romans chapter 8, and we're going to look at one of the greatest ministries in the Holy Spirit's life. Listen, I'm, in, I'm here to encourage you today. Jesus is the healer, and he's healing today. Now, does that mean medicine's bad and hospitals are bad? No, no, thank God for them. Because, because if, if, if our faith is not built up in a certain area, or if we face something that, you know the Lord will lead you to have a surgical procedure. The Lord will lead you to take some medicine. The Lord will do all that stuff. As a matter of fact, one of the times when Brother Hagen had a vision of Jesus, Jesus told him, listen, when my children go in to have procedures, you tell them and encourage them to ask me to speed up the healing process and I'll do it. I mean, God put healing in your body. If you cut yourself, do you ever notice it heals? right? So, so healing, couldn't God turn up healing? Turn up that healing power maybe five times or ten times. What is an instant miracle? God just turns up that healing to a point where it's just instant. But listen, we, who leads us into all the truth? The Holy Spirit. So do I have a procedure? Do I not? Do I take medicine? Do I not? That has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. Divine healing, obviously, is God healing your body, apart from medicine and apart from surgery. Do you know surgery doesn't heal your body? They cut you open, they put things in, they take things out, but you still need to be healed. Talk to anybody who's had surgery. They, they still have to be healed, so you trust God for that. Thank God for doctors, thank God for surgeons. But remember, they're not people that we put all of our trust in because they're practicing, right? We put all of our trust in the great physician, okay? So keep this in mind. Romans chapter 8, verse 10, it says this. And let me say this. You feed on the word of God long enough, you won't have to take medicine. You won't have to have a procedure. You could stand here and go, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not going that route anymore because I know that I know that I know that I'm healed. Right, But work out your own salvation. Don't work out anybody else's. And if you're here and you're going to have a surgical procedure, don't feel like you have less faith. Amen. Right? has nothing to do with that. Faith comes by hearing God's word. Doesn't by, it doesn't come by not having a procedure. Faith doesn't come by standing up saying, I'm not having surgery. Right? It doesn't come like that. Sometimes death could come like that. Because there's people that stand up and they say a lot of stuff, but there's nothing behind it. 
I used to love when I was an athlete. I'd love it when, when you know, here's a person talking smack or whatever on a basketball court. One of the first things, if, if you ever played basketball against me, within the first 30 seconds of a game, the guy that was guarding me is going to be pushed by me big time. Not, not like this where I get a foul called on me, but I'm going to hit that guy's body and I'm going to see what happens. And boy, if his body moves, he could be this big six foot eight. Usually guys that regard me were like six, 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 seven, six, eight, six, nine. And, and sometimes these big muscular guys, man, you bump them and they move. And you're just like, oh, this is going to be fun all night long. But then every once in a while, you bump a guy that doesn't move. And you're like, darn it. This is going to be a long night, right? So... So, see, I'm telling you, though, but let me give you a little insight. Satan, every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness of this world, all the spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, that is a military satanic hierarchy on this earth against you. When you bump them with the word of God, oh, they don't just, they don't just move. They flee as in terror. That's your enemy, because he's defeated. It says here, verse 10 of Romans 8, And if Christ be in you, the body's dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Your spirit is full of the life of God. Can't be sick, never will be sick. You are a spirit. When you stand up and say, I'm healed, you're not lying. Because your body's not sick. Right? But it says here, but if the Spirit of God, if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, how many of you are born again? Hello. So the Spirit of God is dwelling in you. So the Bible says, if He's dwelling in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Now this word quicken is really exciting because it literally means to make alive, to restore to health, and it means to heal. The Holy Spirit will make your body alive. It'll restore your body to health. He will heal you. I didn't say that. That's what this says. It's the word of God. If you don't like that, sorry, it's forever settled in heaven. <laughs> so to be quickened from sickness and disease is to be healed. Today, the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you. I wonder what would happen if we'd hold fast to the confession of that. And all day, we'd walk around every time we think about it. Oh, Father, I thank you that your spirit, the mighty Holy Spirit, right now is quickening every fiber of my mortal body. He's restoring my body to health. He's healing me. I wonder what would happen because the Bible says God watches over his word to perform it. This is what happens. What you do is you just turn on the power. So let me show you. So here's your life. Okay, this is kind of funny. You guys are all wondering. One time I left when I was preaching. So, so I, hope, I hope this doesn't mess you up at all, but here we go. 
So you're sitting in darkness. And when you start saying, Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. This is what goes off. Light goes off inside of you. The healing power of God starts working, starts quickening your body. And you keep the switch of faith turned on. Wonder what would happen to your body if you did that over time. Right? Guys, one of our witnesses is going to be how healthy we are. One of the witnesses is going to be how we bounce back from a surgery faster than what we should. One of the witnesses is going to be when the doctors are going, man, you're, you, sh you, you have to, according to everything, I would say you have to die, but you're, you're living and you're getting healthier. I, want, I, I would make this verse part of your life. Most believers now, most believers are looking for healing to come to them from the outside and this causes them to always fight their flesh. They're waiting for healing to come from the outside so they're always looking on the outside to see if they're healed. They're always looking at their body. So if their body's doing good, what if Angela did that? Then man, she's pumped on Wednesday but by Friday, she's not happy because, oh my gosh, I, guess, I thought I was healed, but I guess I'm not. And it'd be a roller coaster, right? But when you believe the word of God, there's no roller coaster for you. There's only glory to glory to glory. So don't look to the outside because otherwise, see, a lot of people are fighting their flesh for their healing. They're looking at it all the time. Ooh, it's getting better and they get all happy. Be careful with that because that means you're, you're going up the hill. Oh man, I'm so happy my body's getting better. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day, whew, and then you're freaked out. What, what's going on? And then you run into nine people that tell you, well, you know, healing was done away with, right? See, many believers, because they're looking on the outside, they think the war is between them and their flesh. But Ephesians 6.12, what does it say? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against these principalities, these powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness, and it says heavenly places, it literally means high places, it literally means the air under the mountains. Don't, don't magnify Satan, he's defeated. You don't wrestle against your own body to obtain healing. The fight of faith is for you to fill your heart with the word of God so that you're fully persuaded that you're healed. Your fight of faith is not... See, how do we wrestle? It's real easy how we wrestle. See, to wrestle Satan, first of all, the Bible says... Be strong in the Lord or be continually strengthened inwardly in the Lord and in the power of His might. Not my strength, His strength. It says, it talks about being endued with the whole armor of God, which is Bible truth. How do I, how do, I do that? Well, I stay hooked up. His word is abiding in me and I'm abiding in His word. Well, how do I know I'm doing that? Because it's constantly coming out of my mouth. 
I'm speaking the word and speaking the word. And when you're, when you're clothed in the word of God and you're speaking the word of God, guess who you look like to these principalities and powers? You look like God and they don't want to mess with him. Right? So this is why it's so important. You don't wrestle against your own body to be healed. I can't emphasize that enough for you today. We recognize that the healing power of God, which is the Holy Spirit, is in us. Isn't that awesome? We must accept the fact that healing is spiritual. But we are not talking about spiritual healing. That's a big term. It was developed by people that don't know the word. Well, no, that's not talking about physical healing. Right? In the benefits. Forget not all of his benefits. Who heals all, or who forgives all your iniquities and heals all of your diseases. Well, that's, that's talking about spiritual healing. What, what is that? Let... let your spirit doesn't have to be healed. Your spirit, the minute you get born again, is completely whole. Right? There is no such thing as spiritual healing. Well, no, 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 pastor. You know, pray for me because I'm just fighting depression. And no, no, depression's a spirit. You have authority. You tell it to leave. But how are you going to tell it to leave? You're going to have to renew your mind with the Word of God. Well, my emotions, I have all these hurts from my past. Pray for me. I, I, that's not something we pray about. You take care of all that by renewing your mind to the Word of God. The Word of God will go in and pull all that out, and all of a sudden, I don't care what, what you went through, how horrible it was, you will look at it and go, you know, I have a mental recollection that that happened to me, but I can't touch how I even felt. It's almost as if it happened to somebody else. Exactly. It happened to that person who's no longer around. That person's dead and gone. Yeah, but no, but you don't understand. I was abused when I, after I was a Christian. Yeah, and your spirit's made nude every day. Your spirit was never abused. It's just all in your flesh and in your mind, and the Word of God will bring healing and wholeness to that. Amen. You have to know that. Most which talk about spiritual healing are actually talking about their emotions. The healing, boy, write this down, the healing of your, this will make people mad. The healing of your emotions comes only through the renewing of your mind with the Word of God. I need to be healed of my past hurts. Renewing your mind to the Word will completely take care of that. So, so that means i got to put the Word first. That means I'm going to have to take thoughts captive and here's where people get mad because I'm hurting and somebody else hurt me, and I, I don't want to do that. I just want somebody to lay hands on me and for me to walk out. And, you know, I, I just want, I want, a, I want a bunch of people to get around me and pray, and then all of a sudden, God reveals something, and then it just falls off of me, and I don't ever have to deal with it again. Okay, 
that's great, but that's not how it works. Because i got to tell you, why doesn't it work that way? Because, man, if you're not in the Word and God were to just pull something off of you, guess who's going to be right there to pull it, put it right back on you? And you won't be able to stop that. So God wants you free forever. He, he wants to pull that, that plant out of your subconscious mind so that it's uprooted. There is no, nothing left to the point where the enemy comes back and tries to put it on you. When he tries to tell me I'm worthless, it almost makes me laugh. Because I'm not. I mean, I know I'm not. There's nothing in me that's going to connect with that. Now, it's really funny. The only thing that will make me appear like it connects with me is if I step into my flesh. But then if you step back in your spirit, you're going, oh, that was stupid. Right? Spiritual healing is unscriptural. That means that there's no scriptural basis for it. If you renew your mind with God's word, you will think God's thoughts, you'll speak his word, you'll learn his ways, and you'll walk out his purpose for your life. And don't get me wrong, it's not that God doesn't care. No, actually, God cares so much for you to walk free from your past that literally he gives you his word and he's like, man, I'll walk. You, you believe it and speak it, and it opens the door for me to come in and renovate your mind so that you'll never have to be bothered with it again. And then what, what's really cool is God will then, in your whole life, start bringing people across your path with the same problems so that you could help them get free. Oh, so many Christians are trying to walk this thing out without being in the Word of God. And this is why they're doing it. Because they're trying to fit God into their life. And it doesn't work that way. You were never created that way. You, God has to be first place. Why? Because you were created that way. So he wants, he wants to be first so that the door is open for him to come in and meet you right where you are and clean you up and take all this junk. And what I mean clean you up, I mean your, your mind. Because your spirit's already clean. Your mind, he'll, he'll, he'll clean that up and that healing power will come out of your spirit and will heal your body. He wants you cleaned up that way. As you put God's ways in practice, it brings you into the blessing of God. So how are emotional hurts healed? Let me say it again. You renew your mind with God's word so that you now think God's thoughts you learn his ways, and then as you put God's ways in practice, it brings you into the blessing of God, and this is how past emotional or present emotional hurts are healed. You should be so happy right now because you don't have to find a person to get whole in your mind. You, you already found the person. And his word is full of life and power and will go in and will heal those hurts so that you can trust again. 
Well, do I, does that mean I have to trust people? You should always trust God. Because people are always going to let you down because they're human. But you, could, you can open yourself up to people because you realize people can't hurt you anymore because all my trust is in the Lord. So now I could walk wide open with people because there's nothing they can do to hurt me. Doesn't matter what they do, God's my protector. I owe them nothing but to love them. Oh, when you realize that, you're so free. You won't be afraid to open yourself up to people. You'll be wide open. Hey, I met you three minutes ago. But I feel like I've known you my whole life. What do you want to know about me? I'm not going to try to put on any facade. Right? Because I see myself as I really am. And if, 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 if another person might be in a bad place and, and they, they say some things, man, I, I, I see, this is the way all of us should live. We should have just the mind of a scholar because our mind is renewed with the word of God. We have the heart of a dove, just so sweet, but we have the skin of a rhinoceros. Man, you can't offend me. You can't hurt me. You can yell and scream and spit in my face, and I'm going to walk away loving you because I know the love of God never fails. And my heart's desire is because I'm free. I just want, I want that person to be free too. That's, this, is, this is the road, guys. Renewing your mind with God's word means this. Accepting God's word to be true and then being a doer of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. To be a doer of it, you've got to keep looking at it. How often? All the time. Now, does that mean you can't work? No, no, no. It, doesn't, it only takes a mustard seed of God's word to cause you to overcome in every area of your life. You take one scripture, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me, and all of a sudden, that, could, that permeates every area of your life. Right? But I feel so bound. Okay, all you need is walk around all day. Father, I thank you that who the Son has made free is indeed free, therefore I'm free. All of a sudden, no more bondage in your life. One word. You can carry that scripture around in your pocket and say it over and over. And what's happening is you're releasing the life of God. You're renewing your mind. And all of a sudden, over time, you'll go, wow. Hello. Right? I'm free. At first, you might not believe it. Don't worry about that. Keep speaking the word of God. You keep speaking it and speaking it and speaking it and speaking it. And all of a sudden, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm free. You get in a situation that looks like you can't do it. And you keep saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, I thank you that I'm strengthened every moment of every day. And I can do all things through Christ. There's nothing I can't do. I'll never fail again. Thank you for that. And all of a sudden one day you'll be saying that and you'll be like, whoa. You'd be calling your friends, Mark, I can do all things through. Mark will be like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really awesome, right? No, we'll rejoice together. So physical healing has a spiritual source. You know, I believe there's clarity coming today. I could, can you just sense that? Just, physical healing has a spiritual source. 
Sickness and disease has a spiritual source. It's not physical. Oh yeah, it's seen physically, but it has a spiritual source and the healing power of God will come out of your spirit and, and kill that spiritual source at the root and then physical healing just works its way in your body. What am I telling you today? You don't ever have to be sick. You can get off any medicine that you're on. How will you get off of it? Trying to figure out exactly when and... No, 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 no. Just get your eyes on the Lord. Health and wholeness is your future. See, you got to believe that and then the Lord will help you become a doer of it if you'll just keep speaking it. Sickness and disease is not just the presence of some germ or some bacteria or some cell that's not working right. Or some sickness and disease is not just because an organ's not working right. I, I've quoted him before, I'll quote it again. Charles Mayo, who was the founder of the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, he said, there is a source of sickness and disease that goes much deeper than any surgeon's knife can reach. Interesting insight that he had. The spiritual source of sickness and disease, what is it? It's spiritual death, which is the very nature of Satan. Sickness and disease had no way into this world until Adam sinned. That's what the Bible tells us. Sickness and disease is a product of spiritual death. This is why God would never make anybody sick. He couldn't. He doesn't have sickness or disease. He is life. There is no spiritual death in him. Right? The spiritual source of God's healing power is, is literally a byproduct of the finished work of Jesus. So many Christians are fighting sickness in their body. This never works because if you're fighting your body, what's going to happen, you'll start judging if your faith is working by looking at the symptoms or what the doctor is saying. You'll always do that. They're trying to attack physical sickness and disease from a physical body position, and you can't do that. You are not fighting flesh and blood. You are not fighting against your own flesh. The Holy Spirit is the source of your healing. Have you noticed I've said that several times? Romans 8, 11 again. Never forget this verse. This is the, the theme verse of today. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive, restore to health, heal your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. Isn't that good news? Psalm 107.20 says, He sent His Word and healed them. Psalm what? Psalm 103 in those first five verses. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless His holy name. Then he goes, bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all of His benefits. Who forgiveth 
all of my iniquities, who heals all of my diseases. Isn't it interesting? People will say, but if God, if God wants me healed, I'll just be healed. Have you ever noticed that? Jesus died just as much for your sin as he did for your sickness and disease, as he did for poverty and lack. It's all the same. So people will say, well, you know, I asked God to heal me, and if it's his will to heal me, then I'll just be free from sickness. Then he'll just heal my body. So it's almost like, okay, if God's will was really that, that people were healed, then we wouldn't have to deal with sickness anymore. So that's why, Tony, this, this is a major debate. This is why, Tony, healing is not for today. I mean, God can heal some and not others, but it's by his sovereign will. Okay, let's look at that in relation to the word of God. Because you can't show me any scriptures because there's none that say that. But let me ask you a question. Has Jesus, was all of your sin put on Jesus' body? All of it was. Okay. So then how many of you have ever had a problem with sin? I got to raise my hand. Have you? Well, how is that possible? Wait a minute. All of your sin was put on Jesus 2,000 years ago. So why in the world would you have problems with sin? You mean to tell me you've had to deal with sin? But I thought all of your sin was put on Jesus. But yet you still have to deal with it? Hmm. Well, the Bible says that all of your sickness and all of your disease was put on him. Well, now it makes total sense. Oh, we still have to deal with that. Yeah. But the same God who redeemed me from sin has redeemed me from sickness and disease. Do you see that? So important that we see these things. Hallelujah. You guys doing okay? Let's look at Abraham's example a little bit. Good, I know you're doing good. Go to Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. We'll look at Abraham's example of faith. So you see Abraham, God appeared to him at 75 years old, told him to leave his father's home. Abraham was the firstborn. He had an inheritance in his father's house. God said, I want you to leave all of that and go to a place where I'll show you. God appears to Abraham 24 years later at age 99. Abraham had already given up on this promise where God told him years earlier, that your seed will be blessed through your son. It's not going to come some other way. But 24 years later, Abraham had kind of given up on that. But now God appears to him at 99, 99 years old. All of a sudden now, what seemed unlikely at 75, because they couldn't even get pregnant when Sarah was younger, at 99 now, both of their bodies are dead, they can't have children, so now it's impossible. And God appears to them. At 99 years old, it could only be God 
that could cause Abraham and Sarah to have a child. Why is that written in the Bible? So that you and I will never be concerned if we ever get in an impossible situation. Because there is no impossible situation in God. Yeah, but, but it's dead. It's already dead. No, God, God, God brings life back to dead things. Right? So, let's keep looking at this. Sometimes something takes place from the time he's 99 within a year that enables him to receive a miracle birth. Within one year, something happened to him. So verse 17, it says, in Romans chapter 4, it says, and he's quoting Genesis 17, 5, it says, as it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations. See, God counted this done and said this before Abraham and Sarah ever had a child. It says, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they are. That's the language of God. That's the language of faith. Calling those things which be not as though they are. God does not call things that are as though they're not. We don't live in denial. If there's a tumor in my body, I don't deny that I have a tumor in my body. I deny its right to be there because of what Jesus did. He already bore it. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope. What does that mean? Abraham had no natural hope that he and Sarah could have a child, but he chose to believe God anyway. There's no natural proof that I could ever be well again. There's no natural proof. I mean, my, my leg doesn't work. My pancreas doesn't work. My liver or kidneys don't work. My lungs don't work. There's no way I could ever be healthy again. Gosh, there's no way I could ever grab something with my left hand because I don't have one. That's not too big for God. They brought maimed people to the Lord. And everything grew out. Nothing's impossible. See, everything changed for Abraham. If you read this story, God appeared to him one time and said, Abraham, is anything too hard for me? And it seemed like after that, the light is really going on with him. Yeah, nothing's too hard for you, God. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Now the King James in verse 19 goes on to say, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So you have Christians that will read the King James Version and go, okay, so Abraham did not consider his physical body, so I'm never going to look at my physical body. Have you ever tried to not look at something that's hurting? Angela's walking around going, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to look at my shoulder. Right? She's trying to take a shower, but I'm not, I'm not even going to look at it. And when a pain hits, I'm just going to ignore that. No, that's not faith. Come on, preach it. So, so if you look at the Greek words, the New American Standard Bible or New American Standard Version, it says this. It, and this is what the Greek words say. It says, without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated 
or considered his own body now as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So in the Greek language, this brings out the Greek beautifully. He, it says, without being weak in faith, he considered his circumstances. Right? But he considered his circumstances without being weak in faith. So let's keep going. It's not weakness in faith to consider your circumstances. Right? Father, I thank you that this back that is trying to give me problems can't. Because by your stripes I'm healed. I'm considering my body, but not it doesn't move my faith. Looking at your body, if you only look at your body, will get you out of faith. But if you're in faith and you're looking at the word of God, you could consider your circumstances. You'll laugh at them because they have to leave. It's not weakness in faith to consider the weakness of your flesh. Abraham is not denying that his body's now dead. Faith does not deny the circumstances or the conditions. But Abraham, without being weak in faith, considered his body dead in the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he did that without being weak in faith. What are we saying over and over and over again? Abraham was not looking at his body to tell him if he had his answer. Which is exactly what we're saying. We, I don't look at my body to tell me if I have my healing. I look at God's word because it can't lie. And God says, if he says I'm healed, okay then I'm healed. And I'm going to keep feeding on that and I understand that his words are alive. And they're life to me. They're the Zoe life of God to me. So as I keep meditating in them, when that life goes off in my spirit, I'll know I'm healed. I'll know it. Abraham was not looking at his body or Sarah's body to tell him if things are working or not. Abraham did not judge the truth of God's word by the circumstances that he saw. I don't compare circumstances to this. I'm not going to judge the word of God on what I'm feeling because God's word is never changed. So verse 20, back to the King James Version, it says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I wonder if it helped Angela as she kept thanking God that she was healed. Did you notice how she said that? Now, Angela and I didn't sit in a room and go, hey, I'm going to teach on this, so say this. Nope, we didn't. Did we even really talk? I talked to you about putting a microphone on, right? That's about it. We just, we flow, right? Because, and it's the same. It's the same. Abraham did not allow his body to tell him or convince him on whether or not God's word is true. He had a spiritual source as his answer. He had a spiritual source to overcome his body. And this is how healing works. That source is God's word and the mighty Holy Spirit. Notice how it says that the anointing that is upon the word of God, well, who is that? That's the Holy Spirit. 
He always testifies of the word. As a matter of fact, you can't separate the Holy Spirit from the word of God. So this is how healing works. The source of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the anointing. He grew, Abraham grew strong in faith. How did he do that? Looking at the promise of God. Looking unto the promises of God kept him from being moved or swayed in his body. So the question is today, are you going to respect the facts of your body or in your body or are you going to respect the truth of God's word? That's where it all comes down to. Abraham recognized his and Sarah's body were dead, but he never made that make him weak in faith because he had greater respect for God's word. I reverence, I honor, and I respect above everything else in my life the word of God. See, see, this is why Christians look like the world. Because they're trying to fit God and give them a little piece of their life. I've never seen anything like it. This is the way most Christians are living to God. And they're like, and pastor, don't, don't, you, don't you press me at all. Or I'll leave this church. I'll go somewhere else. Right? But you see a person, you see a person who just wants God with all their heart. They're like, yeah, pastor, just, just, just bring it because I want, I want life. Right? And then we have immature pastors that get mad and, and they, they, they preach a watered-down message because they don't want to upset anybody. All the time, uh, boy, that's, that's, you've got your eye off the ball here because I don't want to stand before Jesus and go, man, tell me, why did you just water it down? I don't think he, the Lord's ever going to have to say that to me. No, I've done, it. I've done it wrong for so long that, man, I got this one right. And it's only going to get stronger. But do you notice it doesn't hurt? It's always life-giving. Everything with him is. Looking unto God's promise, Abraham grew strong in faith. So are you going to respect the facts going on in your body? Or are you going to give utmost respect to the truth of the word of God? Wow. See, this is why God uses Abraham to reveal to us how faith works. So let me finish this up. And being fully persuaded, verse 21, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform. The fight of faith is for you and I to become fully persuaded. See, the process of renewing your mind is what causes you to be fully persuaded. See, why is Angela able to win this battle? Because she has been living in the Word before she ever got in this. But I've got good news for you. If you're just like, man, I haven't been living in the Word, don't worry about that. Just jump in right now. And there's grace for you. He will help you. But you've got to start respecting Him and his word more than the circumstances in your body. 
Satan works, uh, works and works and works by throwing thought after thought after thought for the purpose of you not being fully persuaded that God's word is true. That's what he does. He never wants you to be fully persuaded because then he's done. Always put pressure on the word of God. Don't, don't put the pressure on yourself to receive your healing. Put the pressure on the word of God. The word of God can handle it. Your job is to be willing and obedient. Forget about the how. Forget about time. You just rest in the fact that I'm healed. And now the healing, the healing power of God, it's literally coming out of my spirit. The power of God, because I'm speaking the word all the time, my whole body, my spirit, my soul is saturated in the word of God and it's bringing healing and it's affecting a cure in me every moment of every day. When I go to bed, I put on the word and I listen to healing scriptures all night and it just feeds my spirit and it permeates through my body. It's affecting a cure in me and I walk through life. I'm fully persuaded that what God said is true. See, when you believe, here's the thing, when you believe that God loves you the way he loves you, you will be fully persuaded that he'll heal your body that he'll keep you in health, that he'll take care of every area of your life, and that you are going to walk out the desire of your heart in every way.